Hi, I'm Erica Darvis. Hi, I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. We are two best friends talking hot topics and all of the podcasts that we're totally obsessed with. So come please be our friend on social media. You can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter. And then head over to Facebook and search Podcast Rewind. You can listen to our show wherever you're already listening to your favorite podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that is, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe because we need your stars to keep this show going. Cheers. Cheers. Let's talk podcasts. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 53 of Podcast Rewind. I'm one of your hosts, Erica Jarvis. With me every week, as usual, is my best friend and favorite person to podcast with, Amy Randolph. Hi, I'm here, ready to go. How are you doing? I know you had a rough one today. (laughs) Are you in the right headspace? Are you collected for this podcast? I am the definition of that 30 Rock meme where Liz Lemon <laughs> is like, ugh, what a week. And Jack's like, it's, Lemon? it's Tuesday. Tuesday, Lemon. So, uh, yeah, no, we're just a little taxing on the old noggin, as one would say. We all have those days. We absolutely do. Coworker of mine and I were just like, did everybody wake up on the wrong side of the bed today? Did I wake up on the wrong side of the bed? <laughs> I don't know if I you woke up great. this way, but you're a little testy now. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a collection of all things throughout the day. Uh-huh. But... I'm in my happy place. Why is that? In front of a microphone. Okay. (laughs) But I'm also Also. in my happy place (laughs) because of drinking. Oh, Oh, that was here. A little bit better. Cheers. I'm I'm afraid to cheers your giant wine glass too hard because it's very, it's it's giant. It's, she's got a fancy, um, like, wine glass. Yeah. Our wine glass, but it's uh, that could hold a lot in it. I Not that it, you have it full to the brim. I it's don't. a respectable amount of wine, but I know like the lip is thin and I don't uh-huh. want to break I it. Know. So. so great. Anyway, what we're saying is it's drink of the week. Drink it's of the time week. to get our drink on. Wherever you are, join us. But Amy, what are you drinking? I'm having a Sam Adams winter lager. Um, a couple weeks ago, I bought that like six pack yeah. or that um, variety pack of all of their winter beers. Look, these are not leftover. Beer doesn't <laughs> no, last that such long a thing. here. Um, but I did buy another six-pack of the winter lager today because it's just, like, it's nice to sit. The weather is cooling back down. Yeah. We, oh, Central Florida weather report, you guys. <laughs> we know you've been dying here. <laughs> it got cold, and then it got hot. Now it's cooling off again, which means we're all about to get sick. Uh-huh. Um, but it's cooler again now, so a winter lager felt oh, the right way. way to go. What are you having? Um, I am having a very fancy Robert Mondavi Pinot Noir. <laughs> like you mentioned, it's chilly out, so it was like, do I want a beer? Do I want a red? But now that I'm looking at your beer, I'm like, I bet after a day like today, chugging a good beer really would have just been like exactly what I needed. I've got more cold ones in the fridge. If after Perfect. this, you need to do something about that craving. <laughs> right. But you know what? Let's spin all of this and go positive, Amy. Yes. How has your week been? Is there anything that's just, you know, been kind of awesome? Yeah, so obsessions of the week. I've got a good one. Um, I went to an event this weekend, this weekend with my mom um, called Greyhounds in Motion. Um, whoa, oh shit! I forgot the name of the event. Essentially, <laughs> it was a craft brew tasting mm-hmm. um, that was to support the adoption of retired racing greyhounds. Yeah, and my 
mom and dad have um, rescued greyhounds for 20 years. We, my mom and I realized is when they got their first dog. I was still living at home at the time. Um, and they're now on their third dog, Aerie. So we brought Aerie with. She got to meet all the dogs. It was It's fun to be in a group of full dog people because mm-hmm. you don't have to do that thing when you're out in public with your dog and go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, anytime the dog sniffs somebody uh-huh. or, you know. So everybody was petting everybody else's dog and they were talking about, you know, adoption. And look, if anyone doesn't realize that after a greyhound's racing career is over, they are up for adoption and, like, just want their forever loving homes. Yeah. And these dogs don't grow up with any semblance of a house or love. So... I I can tell you firsthand that they are amazing pets. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge proponent of adopting retired racing greyhounds. And I've just hooked up with this company, Greyhounds in Motion, and I'm going to hopefully start volunteering with them soon. Because, again, if you haven't heard, here in Florida, we passed uh, passed Amendment 13 at this past election, and that calls for, by 2020, all greyhound racing in the state of Florida to be phased out. Yes. Um, At least legal legal racing. So, anyway, there's going to be lots of dogs that need homes over the next couple of years. And um, I'm really looking forward to helping out with that. And it made me so happy to pet all those doggos. Oh, I was happy for you. Yeah, what are you obsessed with? Um, So, a weird thing happened to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. Not work-related. Um, I go to our leasing office, I get a bunch of packages that I knew had been shipped here. It is a holiday season. Bring on the 20% off and free shipping yes. and Ebates, whatever you have to do. So I had a handful of things that I knew I was waiting on that I had ordered for Christmas. And on top of it, they bring out this huge box from Target. And I was like, um, are you sure that that's for me? Like I ordered a few things from Target, but I have them in my possession. Mm-hmm. So I get home. Drop off all the boxes, immediately grab the scissors, and go to this Target one. I'm like, what are you? And it's a huge box. It's a big It's a big box. It's like two feet by three feet. Like, it's mm-hmm. so big, and it's not that heavy. <laughs> it's light. I'm like, what did I order? You ordered air? I was like, oh, my God, did somebody send me something? Oh, my God, oh my this God. is so exciting. It's I happening. open it up. I'm ripping through, like, feet and feet of bubbles, like, pop bubble stuff. Um, packing shit. Packing shit. To find... An eight-inch Teflon frying pan. Uh huh. That I didn't order. I was gonna say, tell the people why <laughs> that's I didn't wrong. order that by any means. And I was like, okay. You know, I asked my mom for frying pans for Christmas, like you do when you're an adult. But like, <laughs> I know that this wasn't it, and she was having it sent to her house. So then I look at like the packing slip that says that it is a royal blue men's large T-shirt. So so everything <laughs> everything is wrong. Is wrong. Everything is wrong. I'm like just like cracking up. I send a photo to my mom and I'm just like, but why? She what? Goes, but why not? I was like, Take you know what? Hand. You're right. I was talking to another friend on Instagram, Susan. She and I went to high school together. She's back in Pittsburgh. And one of her friends had a holiday mix up. She ordered jeans from Old Navy and got the upgrade of all time and got Banana Republic jeans instead. Yeah. So I was you like, take that shit. You take that shit. So um, if there's anything that you're interested in cooking in an eight inch Diameter, might I suggest our new frying pan? Or reminders if you ordered a frying pan from Target and it hasn't come yet, DM Erica and she'll get that to you right away. Seriously. So I'm just hopeful that more weird gifts will come throughout the next couple of weeks. Christmas magic is real. I've seen enough movies to know. Listen, that's all I watch anymore are like Christmas magic Hallmark movies. I'm aware. 
I mean, they're just so bad that they are so good. Like this one, this girl literally went home to the wrong person's house thinking that it was her fiance's family. Uh-huh. And like how no one figured this out for days. <laughs> like the fiance was late getting to the house. Uh-huh. And so how did, did you not look at photos or anything? Like, I was like, Google Maps is so easy. So, so easy. So um, funny. That's how people die in real life. Yes. Like going to strangers' homes. Thank you. Without a plan or like a cell phone to call your fiance like, hey, baby, I'm here. Uh-huh. Mm, no. I know. No, that's enough for They're me. so cheesy. But if, guess, in case you're wondering, she did fall in love with the wrong guy <laughs> whose house she was at. Her fiance got fucked over hard, yo. He was a dick in the end. They always oh, are, Amy. They yeah. have to be. They have so to be So you don't root for them. You know, I'm actually hearing that that Kurt Russell Christmas Chronicles movie on Netflix uh-huh. is really good. Is it? Yeah, you might want to give that one a go. Is there love? I don't know. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn <laughs> are still going at it from what I can That's tell. That's true. So I don't know if he's got an on-screen, you know, old lady. Well, he plays Santa, so maybe <laughs> oh, Mrs. Claus? Mrs. Claus might be a hottie. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if there's love. She is. Shall we move on? We need to move on. Because this topic that we are about to dive into is one that we have talked about for years. And I would say we've clipped into it a lot more in the last six to eight months. We've really kind of just like been like, what the fuck is this? I wouldn't be surprised if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but in passing. Yeah. Because it is something we talk about pretty frequently. It's a weird phenomenon that happens called the Mandela effect. Yes. So... This is when you swear you remember something to be true and find out later it's wrong. Like, that's mm-hmm. the layman's terms. But it's got some more com- complexity to it. Well, and the biggest case, or the, not the biggest case, but I think the biggest factor of it being a Mandela effect is not that just you believe it and you're wrong. Yes. It's that most of the public believes it yes. as so, well. Yeah. So, in fact, if we're going to get a little technical with you guys, in 2010, that is when the word Mandela effect was dubbed. So this is the phenomenon. Phenomena, I'm not going to speak well at all for the next sister? 58 minutes. Okay. 2010, the phenomenon of collective false memory was dubbed the Mandela effect by a self-described paranormal consultant, Fiona Broom, in reference to a false memory she reports of the death of the South African leader, Nelson Mandela, in the 80s. And in fact, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people believe Nelson Mandela died while in prison. In the 80s. In the 80s. So then when he died again in 2013, a lot of folks were confused, (laughs) including me. You know, that timeline of him, you know, apartheid and him Mm -hmm. being in prison. Look, I I remember the story that Mandela died in prison a martyr. Mm -hmm. And I also remember watching America's Next Top Model. And when they get (gasps) down to like the last four or five, they always go on a big trip. Yes. And they went to South Africa. And then a black girl winds up winning the show while they're still in South Africa. And she has a big crying monologue to the camera (coughs) about how proud she is to have finally visited her homeland. And, like, Nelson Mandela died here. Yes. And here's his cell. Yeah, here's his cell. And she's going on. I was like, yeah, Nelson Mandela did die in Mm -hmm. South Africa in the 80s. But he didn't, you guys. In, like, real life, Nelson Mandela was actually the president of South Africa in the 90s. Yes. After he got out of prison and then died at... In 2013, yeah, an old man who had accomplished a lot in life, quite a lot of things. So, but so many people are like, no, I swear, I swear. Yeah. I remember his wife on TV. Mm-hmm. I remember his funeral on mm-hmm. TV. I mean, and I'm not just saying me. A lot of people will swear to you, yeah. That. And then, 
And when he died in 2013, that's when everyone kind of realized, and then the phrase was dubbed the Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. So there's some other really good examples. For instance... Um, When Sally Field finally wins her Oscar after having been nominated however many times, everyone, it's like a a pop culture reference to say, you like me, you really, really like me. And that's supposedly her famous speech accepting her, was it an Oscar or an Emmy? I think it was her Oscar. Her Oscar. But she didn't say that. No, she didn't say that at all. In fact, I believe she said, you like me. I guess this means that you guys like me. Right, and that there's so much other in that speech that's so much more important. Why that little phrase got pulled out and made so big, I don't know, but we all have it wrong. We have it wrong, and we've been saying it wrong forever, and we would die in a sword. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many of these out there that I think we're going to blow your guys' mind in regards to some of these. I mean, I think one of the number one items from the Mandela Effect really started with a little kid's book back in the day, the Berenstein Bears. Mm-hmm. Or is there actually called the Berenstain Bears? Right. But I played with Bernstein Bears toys. I had Bernstein Bears books. My parents read to me. And I know we were all saying Bernstein Bears. Yeah. So if you happen to have a Berenstain Bear book on you, go take a look. You're going to notice that the last few letters are S-T-A-I-N. Mm-hmm. Stain. And it's pronounced Berenstain. Not even... It's... Not Bernstein, it's Berenstain. Yes. We totally had it wrong. We had it completely wrong, but we all would agree that we watched and we read the books by the Berenstain Bears. And in fact, you had a cool fact where you said that people even kind of also dubbed the Mandela effect like the Berenstain Bears conspiracy. Yeah, that's another name for it that I've pulled out in an article I found from Gaia.com that has some really funny things to say about the Mandela effect that we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you said that the, if you go back to the theme song, they kind of sing in slang. So if they were yeah. saying Bernstein, it sounds very much like Bernstein. So maybe that's how we kind of all got this group think totally wrong. Absolutely. Like you said, it's a total group think. Yeah, if you were to go back and Google the Bernstein Bears song, they kind of sing it in a country twang. So it's very ambiguous how they sing Berenstein Bears, and they say it so quickly, and it's twanged. And so as a little kid, you only hear Berenstein Bears because I was reading that from regards to like last names, like Goldstein is really popular, the Steens. Steen is such an easier word that you hear more often that like you don't see somebody the last name Goldstein. But if you that sounds so weird. It does sound but weird. if you did, you probably would read it and be like, Goldstein, that's fine, and just keep on going. Like mm-hmm. your brain will fill in the gaps. And so the fact that no one had ever really heard the word Berenstain before, they just filled in like Berenstain, it's fine. You kind of keep on going, and then that's your new normal, that's your truth. But you're wrong. So you're wrong. wrong. Okay, you guys, here's another example that might if you haven't if you didn't know this already, prepared to be shook. Darth Vader does not say, Luke, I am your father. No. He does so, not. All those times that you guys stood in front of fans <laughs> and let it blow in your face and say, Luke, I am your father. You were quoting nothing. Yes. The line is, Luke is yelling at Darth Vader when they're fighting and Darth cuts off his hand. Oh, wait, every Star Wars fan is freaking out. They're like, oh, they're fighting. They're, they're like hand. fighting. He cuts off his hand and he's yelling at Darth Vader, you know, you killed my father. And what does he actually say? No, I am your father. That's the That's line. That's the true line. And it's mind-boggling because you can find um, so many clips online of him saying, Luke, I am your father, but they're doctored. 
Right. And well, James Earl Jones himself, when he goes to fan conventions, uh-huh. does the line, Luke, I am your father. Yeah. It's so, that is such a part of the pop culture fabric mm-hmm. of the world. I I mean, I've seen it on merchandise. Yep. Family Guy, of course, has spoofed it. Of course. Um, but it's, it's everywhere. Luke, I am your father. Everybody says it. Everybody makes that joke. And it's it's just not it's just not there. It's not there. In fact, I was listening to a really cool podcast by those conspiracy guys, and they had a podcast called The Mandela Effect that aired in August of 2016. And they're from Dublin, so it's two guys with these thick accents. It's so fun to listen to. A rogue, if a rogue. You will. And um, they do it like in a Reddit chat room, and people can kind of like telephone in, and it's live. Okay. Their whole podcast conversation, but then they save it for you know, podcast world. Right. But. They were kind of making a joke that shows like Family Guy and The Simpsons have kind of messed them up when it comes to American culture because it gets spoofed and it's spoofed a little incorrectly and then they believe Uh it's Luke, I am your father and all of these other things that just throw them because we're spoofing it all the time and we're not doing it perfectly that that spoof becomes truth. But it's not. It's a spoof. Yeah, I could could definitely see that. What are some other – oh, you told me an example last night that you heard on that conspiracy theory show. I think that Ricky Ricardo never says the sentence, Lucy, you've got some splaining to do. Correct. That hurts me because I'm a I huge know. fan. I was like, no, I have watched every episode of I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. and I know he said it. I remember. So he, there's variances. So so will say, Lucy, start splaining, or Lucy – Splain, mm-hmm. but never, Lucy, you've, you've got, got some splaining to do. Wow. But everyone says that. Everyone taps their foot and wiggles their finger. You've got some splaining to do. Yeah, when you're not, like, sincerely mad at somebody, yeah. but someone pulled some bullshit and you're calling uh-huh. their ass out. Yeah. That's You say that. Also, I always say things all the time, like, splain me something. I was like, <laughs> I need this splained now. Yeah, so I was like, explain me something. I think another really big one that a lot of people are ambiguous on is whether or not life is like a box of chocolates or if life was like a box of chocolates. Mm -hmm. So we are referencing one of the very first lines from Forrest Gump in the very beginning when he's at that bus stop. And here's where it's really confusing. Everyone would agree life is like a box of chocolates. It's the main go-to when you look up Mandela Effect or you Google what is life like. Google immediately is like, it is like a box of chocolates. But in fact, he says, Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. And so here's where I'm not sure about Mandela Effect in regards to this and whether or not how we believe it. Mm -hmm. Because the box of Forrest Gump, the VHS, actually says life is like a box of chocolates. And then it's got the rest of the information on the back. But then he says it differently in the movie. Yeah. So is this Mandela Effect or were we handed two different sentences and we got to cherry pick which one we liked the best? Yes. But, I mean, that's because that's such a quotable line, it it feels like it matters. But Agreed. really, it's the difference of two letters. Yeah. And so, I mean, the sentiment is all still there. It's not like he said, life is like a glass of wine. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but it is a really good example. Here's one for you, Zennials, though. And that we're going to get into some other stuff. We're not just going to list. Yeah, Vendela this isn't a listicle podcast. That would be terrible. But Zennials, you're going to love this one. So... We all believe, I believed, Erica believed, and we looked on the internet, lots of folks believed, that in the 90s, there was a movie with Sinbad playing a genie, and it was called Shazam. Yeah. Raise your virtual hand if you remember Sinbad and Shazam. Our hands are raised. That's Did you watch it? I I couldn't have, because it does not exist. exist. 
I think I saw trailers for it. I think I saw the box at the Blockbuster mm-hmm. with the movie. I think that I remember it existing. I, I think I remember the movie art. But you guys, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So there was a movie mm-hmm. where Shaq was a character called Kazam. Correct. But still like a magical genie. Right. You had a theory that you heard somewhere that if you actually watched Kazam, which I don't think I did that either, Mm -hmm. there's a trailer for a Sinbad. Remember when movies had trailers at the top? When you watched them, you know, at home? Um, Coming soon to VHS. (laughs) Yeah. That was the loudest sound. Oh, you were like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a trailer for when he played like a secret service for like the first kid in like the White House. Remember that Sinbad movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That trailer plays at the top of Kazam. Here's where it's also weird. In that movie he does, that first kid movie, the first trailer at the top of that movie is Kazam. Kazam. Which I think started to confuse people. It must Also, have. don't confuse just two black guys. Like, that's <laughs> like, so bad. It's racist. So racist and bad. But I think you even said to me the other day, like, hey, Amy, do you remember that movie? What, what did Sinbad play in that movie? And I was like, oh, yeah, he was a genie in Shazam. Uh-huh. And so you were tripping me up because we were talking about the show. And you're like, it doesn't it exist. Like, Shit. I got, I done got Mandela. In fact, Sinbad even tweeted, hey, if anybody can find a copy of me in Shazam, I'll pay $500. And then I was watching like a bunch of videos about Mandela Effect today. Real quick, Sinbad's got to be low on coin if he can only muster up $500. (laughs) I don't know what he's been doing lately, but there is a clip from Parks and Rec where Chris Pratt's character is like talking to the camera and was like, oh, if I had like a million dollars, I would redo that Sinbad movie from the 90s Shazam, but I would do it right this time. Which is a funny throwback because it never happened. <laughs> but I bet the writers and the whole cast fully believed it did and were like, what a great pull, you guys. Uh huh. Oh my God. Or that's they funny. knew it didn't exist, but that there was a theory out there and they were like, this is a nugget for people who know that it didn't happen. For Mandela Ers. For Mandela Ers. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> work as well. Effectors? Um, okay, so. Those are some really good examples that I think everyone just believes. Those are my favorite ones that I know of. Yes. There's some. There's more out there. There's also what Eric and I agree are like false Mandelas. Yeah. Or just like Mandelas. Mandela. Like not not. They're you know people get excited about this and they try to come up with as many examples yeah. as possible. So if you go on the internet and search Mandela effect, you'll get articles like the 60 most surprising Mandela effects. Mm-hmm. And then really, it's like. Is Fruit Loops the <laughs> the word fruit spelled with two O's or correctly F R U I T? Oh my God, you guys, it's two O's. Okay, look, like, no. that's not really all that it's exciting. Not a Mandela effect. You I don't just really didn't read your like cereal box as a kid. Yeah, like I guess I assumed that they spelled the words right, but they didn't, and it's just not that exciting. And it doesn't really impact me. So, like, there's a ton of cereal box ones. And, you know, like, is there a dash between Kit and Cat or is there not? (laughs) Look, that's not... Give me a break. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Check, Eric. Check. What do you mean? Like, oh, it's double stuff with one F Oreo, not double stuffed Oreos. Okay, well, that's not going to change my life. But if I lived (laughs) solid 13 years thinking Nelson Mandela was no longer with us... I mean, I do, yeah, it's not real. And so we just think that they're just kind of dumb. And, right. you know, another one that we've talked about a lot lately is if you look at the logo for JCPenney, I would have given you all my money that it was J-C-P-E-N-N-Y. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's P-E-N-N-E-Y. Okay. okay. I don't think in the last 15 years they went, you know what? 
Let's fuck shit up. Let's fuck shit. And I don't, I'm not like Let's mind e. blown. Like if I see it in my mind's eye, I do the same. It's spelled like Penny is spelled. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a person's name, so it's got a weird spelling, whatever. That does not be like shock me in yeah. any way. So there also like Mandela effects sometimes get looped in with just straight up conspiracy theories. So for instance, we were listing these off and I said, well, isn't one Mandela effect that Hitler... Um, ran away to Peru and lived out his life there and did not commit suicide. And we looked that up last night, and that's just full on a conspiracy theory. Yeah. He did commit suicide when the uh, allies were coming for him, but there's this conspiracy theory that he actually escaped and like lived out in the woods in Peru. Because a couple of people up. on his team did, so they mm-hmm. just assumed, oh, maybe he did that as well. But yeah, you're right. Conspiracy theories aren't are things that people kind of drum up in their head like, oh, well, we didn't land on the moon because I can see the string here or there's no shadow over here and me and my trailer park know more about science than, like, NASA <laughs> scientists. But, also, like, like, flat earth is not a Mandela effect. It's just a straight-up wrong-ass conspiracy theory. Exactly, and it's not like everyone was living their life thinking the earth was flat and they were like, oh, no, shit. It's, it's, round? it's always been round, though. <laughs> shit, you got me. Yeah, so conspiracy theories, we are not going to lump in to all of this, but there are other things that we have kind of heard about lately that made us go, all right, you so, got me. So oh, as we say, I'm listening. I'm listening. Um, so, you know, we were doing research for this show, and I wanted to get into not only the examples of this phenomenon, but why. Yeah. How is it that the majority of people living around me all think the same wrong Thing. Yeah. So I listened to two podcasts today that offered a theory on it, and my mind got a little blown, and then I did some internet research. So the first podcast I listened to was called A Maze Sauce Show. I love it. <laughs> Not a very popular one. I was looking at his other um, episodes. It's mostly conspiracy theory-based, and all of his pods are about 11 to 13, maybe 15 minutes. So he basically gets on the horn when he has an idea and needs to monologue about uh-huh. it. But he started to, um, he, he opened my mind to the idea that possibly an explanation for this wrong group think is that we're living in an alternate reality yep. and that in a parallel universe, there is a Star Wars movie where Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father. But we have shifted out of that universe into the one we're currently in. So we can't go back and find the evidence of that. And I was like. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, what so now? my question. So the thought is that in this parallel universe that we slipped into is that when Luke, not Luke, sorry, George Lucas was doing the script and filming, he was like, no, I am your father. Luke, I am your father. No, Luke, I am your father. And that's in this, or that's in the first one we lived in. But in this one, he went back and forth and went, no, I am your father has a stronger sense to it. So it's a thought that like Essentially- he was writing this movie and then he dual thought it. If that's going to be a new yeah. word. And in the different universes, he was always writing Star Wars. Imagine sliding into a universe and Star Wars didn't happen. We'd all yeah. be like, what the fuck? Well, and I think that's what we like to think that um, parallel universes are, like completely backwards lands. Yeah. But these, this art, so I have two articles, one from Gaia and one from Forbes.com. And they're both talking about this idea of Mandela effects coming from alternate realities and there, I forget, this one says, I think it's the Forbes one that says that 
if you're believing this theory and there are thousands of people, like there's a Reddit with 200,000 followers that believe in this alternate reality is the reason for Mandela effect. Mm -hmm. And, um, basically it's the thought that there are an infinite number of parallel universes that all live next to each other. And sometimes by accident or because of something, somebody doing something, we can shift into the next one over. So it's a lot like our current life, but it's, a little bit different. Yes. And that you can shift in or shift back. And this Forbes article had me laughing super hard um, because it said some believers think there are endless... Okay, here it is. Some believers think there are endless universes closely aligned with ours and we shift in and out of them, our timeline in a constant state of flux. Some say the Mandela effect is evidence that we're now in the dankest timeline. <laughs> some say the worst. And to read the word dankest in a Forbes.com <laughs> article had me laugh out loud at my desk today. Yeah. I did read a lot of stuff in regards to alternate universes and realities and the fact that, like... So now we are going in conspiracy theory. We are starting to go a little bit because, guys, it got really interesting. Yes, when go we were with learning us. about the Mandela effect, one was that, like, Trump is truly from an alternate reality uh-huh. he believes so wholeheartedly he saw muslims cheering on 9-11 and not one other person can confirm mm-hmm. we can all deny it but we can't confirm it we don't and believe then, like, that did he slide in from a different reality slash universe and now he's president because they're also like no one saw that coming yeah like that's an alternate universe that oh and that alternate universe trump won but no no guys next door hillary won that's, and like we got to get back <laughs> i i am believing that if yeah, we're in the, the dankest universe yeah. because Trump became the president. I was reading um, people who had their own Mandela effects or like all – they said – they called it a Mandela effect, but they also were like – I could also agree that maybe this is a weird alternate reality. One girl said she was watching the trailer for a movie, let's say Alien Encounter or something, mm-hmm. with her boyfriend and went – but that's out already. I saw it. Why is there a tra- is that a trailer for the DVD? And he like looked at her. He's like, yeah, that doesn't come out for like two months. She said, no, I saw it. Gave him the entire plot and everything. Oh, and when they went to go see it in the theaters, two months later, he looked at her and he's like, how did you know everything? And she was like, because I saw it. I know I have seen this Whoa. movie. Like, I know I went to the theater and saw it. And I know everything that, like, she was like predicting the next scenes. Oh, she's going to say this. And he was like, no, there's not, that's not possible. Oh my God. So like, did, are we all on different planes and we slide in and out of our universes? Okay. That super reminds me of a story I read on the internet one time. Okay. So you guys know that I'm like true crime obsessed. Yes. So I look at stuff and so then weird things pop up as recommendations for me to read. So I was reading a list of people on, I think they wrote in from Reddit and like, this is the creepiest story that's ever happened to me. So I was Uh reading all these stories and there's this one that I was totally reminded of today when I was thinking about this alternate reality thing. This guy said one night he and his wife were out to dinner and they came home and he opened the door and looked into his living room and thought for a split second he saw his wife sitting at the computer desk in the room. And he said, clear as day, not like a ghost or anything. Like his wife was sitting in that chair. And then he kind of, you know, froze up, looked around, said, no, my wife is standing right next to me. Shook it off like, okay, yeah, whatever. But it kind of was just freaking him out. And so he waited until he and his wife were going to bed that night. And he was like, babe, I'm I'm sorry. This is going to sound so crazy. Please don't think I'm nuts. But I swear to God, when we opened the door tonight, I thought I saw you at the computer desk. Yeah. And she froze up and she went, 
I think I saw me at the computer desk. Oh, chill. And then I vanished. It's like, whoa. So, like, they are convinced there was a glitch in the Matrix. Yes. And that the alternate realities crossed. And for a second there, she was in two places at once. Oh. I don't get insane. I mean, yeah, there are so many people that really believe small things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, how would you explain that to somebody? Yeah, I don't know. Um, There's another really good theory. So this is also from the Forbes article. It says, a popular theory is that CERN, the European Research Center, caused a splinter in time and space when it fired up the Large Hadron Collider in 2008 and started flinging atoms at other atoms to discover the roots of the universe. And so I read this also on the Mm Gaia.com. This is a big Um, one. Yeah, so this very secretive CERN um, research facility in Switzerland does a lot of very weird, you know, time-space continuum, all sorts of math that Mm -hmm. I'm never going to get into. But they were conducting an experiment in 2008, essentially trying to recreate a Big Bang. And to do that, they were trying to create a black hole. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people online... Um, believe that they did it, and that's actually what caused this shift. So that 10 years ago is when we shifted into this alternate reality, and then Mandela effects started popping up. That's crazy. Yeah, I started reading about CERN, so it's C-E-R-N, like all capital. It does stand for like the European Research something. something. Um, When I was out in San Francisco a handful of years ago, I was drove by like Stanford, Mm -hmm. my friend, and he was like, oh, that's like the physics lab. So go okay. He's like, no, no, no. Like underneath the lab, the size of a football field, is a track where like they send atoms down the track to like collide with one another and uh-huh. see what happens. So we do that here in America too. Uh-huh. But they do really believe that over in uh, Europe at CERN, this is really where a lot of people tend to go with their theories. Is that yeah, scientists are trying to figure out like how did this? How did two little things crash and now? The Earth is here. Yeah, they termed it residue. So enthusiasts call evidence of the effects residue as if there was a timeline that has since been erased and we're only able to see the residual hints, like there's crumbs uh-huh. of our other reality left behind and we're grabbing onto them and naming them the Mandela effect. Yeah. So there was this one that I saw today uh-huh. and it is bone chilling. This is a personal Mandela. Personal Mandela. This woman... Um, she didn't really do the reporting. Her friend did reporting on her behalf because mm-hmm. the lady kind of wanted to be anonymous. Do, I'm sorry. Did you read this somewhere? Did you see? On the or, YouTube. On the YouTube. Um, it had a name. I meant to write it down. YouTube is basically a visual podcast. It really, I mean, I was just like Googling like Mandela effect and like watching stuff that, for example, a lot of people really believed that they have been to the torch in the Statue of Liberty. Swear up and down. They've been to the torch. They looked oh. out and like. You've never been able to go into the torch. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Do that. So it was like really cool stuff like that. But um, there's this one story out there. This woman's best friend, growing up, goes off to college, goes to a small women's like liberal college on the East Coast for two years. After two years, transfers to a school in the Midwest where she finishes out her last two years, graduates, moves on with her life, and then a couple years later goes back to college number one to have a reunion with friends. And to catch up with everybody, they're going through books and, you know, looking at photos and, like, yearbooks. And her and her friends stop dead because there she is next to all of her friends in a cap and gown graduating. In a photo. In a photo. But 
she didn't graduate there. She graduated at school too. And there are, but it's confusing to this woman because she was like, that's me. I've never owned that skirt before. Uh I would, I would have worn makeup to graduation. My hair is disheveled, but I'm clearly in a cap and gown next to my best friend and her mom, like walking away from the ceremony. And then here's just a photo of just me in my cap and gown. There's a photo of her alone. Yeah. <coughs> and Sorry, I choked up. <laughs> and she's disheveled again. Her hair is a mess. And even her friend and her friend's mom were like, I don't remember you being there, but you were in a photo with us. And then the girl was like, here's the photo of me graduating at my second school. Makeup, hair done mm-hmm. with my dad, all of this stuff. So... She can't figure out why there's other photos of her. And, of course, they went through the yearbook. Did anybody else look like her? You know, was did you have a doppelganger? To which her friends were like, yeah, don't you think if our friend Jen left <laughs> school and then junior year we met another girl, Beth, and looked exactly alike, I wouldn't be like, yo, Jen, you have a doppelganger. Right. Or ask like, questions. Or ask some serious questions. They're like, no, like, that's not the case here. So I'm watching it online and you see in, like, another thread, some guy go, was your friend's father in the military? And she was like, yeah, but, like, we couldn't know what he did. Like, he never mm-hmm. talked about it. And he went, oh, this happens to military kids. So mm-hmm. then the new theory is that she didn't graduate at school number two, that her dad probably was in the CIA, a really high-level up guy, and that the CIA and, like, if you've ever watched shows where there's, like, a secondary CIA and... All yeah, of those alias. I love that show. Exactly. Stuff like that, that those people go around and try to throw off the scent. So if Whoa. somebody was looking for her dad and thinking he lived in the Midwest, well, here's photos of his daughter to graduation over here. Here's the timeline he lived over here. Let's forget about this timeline and how like maybe it's the government that comes in and does things and throws off the scent and creates this. And this guy was like, no, this happens to military kids often. That shit freaks me out. Uh-huh. So we are in no way suggesting that perhaps there was a government agency that came in, scrubbed all the copies of the first Star Wars movie, and replaced them all with copies where Darth Vader does not say Luke guiding your father and says the other line. We're certainly not suggesting that. But in case you're wondering, I do have my little FBI sticker on my computer, so we can't see it. (laughs) They can't see us. They can't see us. Um, they could listen to our podcast. They could totally listen to our podcast. That would be great. Um, so one last little nugget, I think, before we move on. I just loved, I learned a new word today. And this is in the uh, Gaia article I read. It's the word confabulation. Yeah. Confabulation is a psychiatric term for replacing a gap in your memory with a falsification. So what about mass confabulation? Well, that's become um, the conspiracy of the Mandela effect. But look, I was reading this... Um, uh, the Forbes article more and the Mandela effect really honestly is probably just described or comes down to the fact that the human memory is so fallible. Exactly. I was reading a lot of, okay, hey, you think that this, but let me explain to you why you think this. So for example, I mean, there are so many stories out there of people crushing the Mandela effect and if you're a Bond fan by any means, and you might remember a movie called Moonraker from like the 70s, where one of the characters, Jaws, falls in love with a cute, nerdy blonde with pigtails. He smiles, revealing a mouthful of metal. She smiles back, revealing her own braces. They fall in love. Everybody who's ever seen that movie remembers that scene. It didn't happen. 
Mm-hmm. She didn't have braces in her mouth, but everybody swears she did. And when they go back to watch, they're like, oh, they like removed her braces. Like, who would do that? But in fact, a movie reviewer posted, like, posted an article. They didn't do that in the 70s. They wrote articles. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. So he did a review of the movie and in reference that scene, it was like, what a great little meet-cute love scene. Would have been better if she also had her own set of braces. So that conversation started to shift, and it was like, that would be better if she did have braces. She did she have braces? She had braces. Oh, you know what? She had braces. You know that they fell in love because people with yeah. braces on. Totally See, get it. Humans are so suggestible that way. Yeah. So, um, uh, like somebody says here, or Ron Von Royko um, from the the guy that runs debunking Mandela effects.com says I'm of the opinion that the Mandela effect is real. However, the explanations um, for them involve psychology, sociology, brain function, and memory in general. Um, Since those things are hard to test for, they are largely theories and hypothesis, but basically, you know, I think that this coming up with the Mandela effects and alternate realities to explain why it happens is the same type of thinking that, the ancient Greeks did when they made up all of those gods to explain why there was famine or flood or whatever it may be. There's actually a scientific reason for this and that being psychology and that humans as smart as the, and amazing as the human brain is, the memory is very fallible and very suggestible. Yeah. I've heard before that like, if you remembered when you were six riding your bike for the first time and falling down and scraping your knee, you don't remember that memory. You remember the last time you remembered that memory. The last time you thought about it. The last it. time you thought mm-hmm. about that memory. You start to get too. farther and farther and farther away. You're not remembering it perfectly anymore and you shifted and you were wearing a helmet and now you weren't wearing it. It's just the littlest things can shift uh-huh. because like you said, our brains are so complex. We're working to breathe, eat, drink, walk, talk, remember a movie from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot is going on up there. Not saying humans are stupid, but we're, we're suggestible creatures. Yeah. So, Amy, while we've been talking, I yes. realized I think I have my own Mandela effect. <gasps> you do? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, my friend Maggie, who you met a couple weeks ago. Yes, uh, my biggest fan. She's your biggest fan. <laughs> she and I met in elementary school doing um, like an after school program called Act One, uh-huh. where you would go take voice and dance and acting and improv classes, and then you would do a show in the spring. It was all hosted by this woman, Mrs. C. Because she had a funky like Italian last name and nobody could say it, so she was always just Mrs. C. And so that's how Maggie and I met and became friends. And I know people that did Act One for years, and then unfortunately, she got cancer. Uh and died. And so when Maggie was down visiting here in Orlando, I would say about seven years ago or so, she was talking to me about Act One, to which I asked, how is it going now that Mrs. C has passed? (gasps) And Maggie was like, the fuck are you talking about? She's my Facebook friend and very much alive. I was like, no, she got cancer and died. Oh my God. And like, I remember reading it all over Facebook, like everyone's, you know, sentiments. Oh, Mrs. C. And she was like, girl, that never happened. And I was like, oh. and she was like, did you kill her off? Cause she never gave you like the lead in a show. I was like, maybe. maybe. But I called my mom. I was like, mom, Mrs. C isn't dead. She's like, no, no, she had cancer and died, right? I was like, I guess not. (laughs) It was just like, I believed for years that this woman was gone. And Maggie would, like, the look on her face was just like, 
the fuck are you talking about? You know what? I have a Mandela effect that you've shaken me out of Uh in my life. Now, that's a good one. I don't know. (laughs) That is good. So you have a friend, had a friend, that you made when you had a certain job. And then, um, should I give their first names? Sure. Okay. Aaron and Pat. Yeah. Aaron was your friend, and she married this guy named Pat, and they eventually move away from Orlando, and they live up north now. Yeah. That's all the detail you guys need. (laughs) (coughs) I was convinced for months that she was pregnant, and I told you I saw her Facebook announcement. I was following, like, the sonogram. (laughs) I believed with all of my heart that she had announced her pregnancy. Uh Uh-huh. And then one day, she and her husband posted drinking in a brewery, and I was like, Erica, like, Erin is... Blasting herself, and you're like, Amy, what are you talking? She is not pregnant, has not been pregnant, probably won't be pregnant. And it's not that I have finally decided that I must have dreamt it, must because I know that I saw that Facebook post and started to follow her pregnancy, and I was beyond convinced it was true. And at the time, I did tell myself, I guess you dreamt it, but I bet fucking alternate reality. I got a Mandela effect. Mazel to them and their baby in that (laughs) that reality. I hope he's cute. The baby. I hope so, too. Wow. So funny. Well, guys, we hope you're thinking and, like, listening along. We rocked your world on a couple of things. No, we're not your father. Um, (laughs) But we did want to teach you a thing or two, and maybe you have your own Mandela effect. So drop us a note on our Instagram this week of are there other ones that we missed? Yeah. Dying to know. What's your favorite? Loves getting, you know, rocked. And he hearing, it's like, when with all of these Mandela effects, you hear, like, glass shatter in your head. You're like, uh-huh. what? What? <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry? Seriously. Okay, well, let's um take a breath, and let's move on. Let's move on to facts that we know are true. Yes, things that the internet told us. And yes. we went to the internet today, so we would like to share the podcast pulse. Yeah, so here are the top three podcast shows, according to iTunes, iTunes today yeah. on December 4th. We really need a sound effect for this segment. Or like theme music or something. Wouldn't it be cool if it was like one of those like really terrible 80 things like you hear fire and truck like podcast pulse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. We definitely need to figure out how to make that happen. <laughs> Done. Anyway, um, the most popular show being downloaded and listened to on iTunes today is a show called Post Reports. So Post Reports, it's the daily podcast from the Washington Post. Unparalleled reporting, expert insight, clear analysis, everything you've come to expect from the newsroom of The Post. Alrighty. Um, look, I love podcast news. I still listen to um, my lead with Jake Tapper almost every morning. Yes. Number two is a podcast that I had not heard about, but since I've discovered it, I am so excited to listen. I haven't yet. And I discovered it an hour ago. And yeah, when we looked up for podcast pulse, it's called Broken Hearts. Broken Hearts. So Marcus, Hannah, Devante, Abigail, Jeremiah, and Sarah Hart, six beautiful black children ranging in age from 12 to 19, were all adopted by Sarah and Jennifer Hart, both white. On Jen's Facebook page, it looked as if they were the perfect blended family, even earning the nickname Heart Tribe from Friends. Then on March 26, 2018, the family's GMC Yukon was found belly up on the rocks below California's highway. The news of the murder-suicide shocked their friends and made national headlines. Could these lives have been saved? Yeah, so that story happened in real life. I was glued to it. Yeah. And uh, there's some really sad things there, but I'm going to listen to that podcast for sure, and I'm sure a pop-up is coming in the future. Yeah, so they just posted like their teaser trailer episode. It's uh-huh. four minutes, and they're already the number two show 
people want to listen to this. Is number two. The oh yeah, the whole show. Okay. Just with that four minutes, people are also rocked by this. I, this is the cool thing about podcasts. When news like that hits, you can get detailed entertainment like this with a really quick turnaround. For sure. So the third most popular show today is Conan again. He's been on the list since we started the podcast. Because he needs a friend. He needs a friend, you guys. Go listen to him. I did see he's got on... Ah, shit, I forgot. I saw it earlier today. <laughs> uh, a celebrity? A celebrity. Yeah, a big one. I'll shout it out later when I remember it. Perfect. All Perfect. right. You want to do some pop-ups? Yes. Okay. Let's lighten the mood. Let's go for it. You've got a funny. I do. So this week I listened to, how did that get made? <laughs> so this podcast is hosted by Paul Shear, his wife, June Diane Raphael, Raphael, Raphael yeah. and Jason Mantzoukas. You guys have heard us talk about June Diane because she guests on the bitch sesh often. Yes. And you know we love the bitch sesh. Yes. And Jason is really funny. He's in my new favorite show, I'm Sorry, on True TV. Mm -hmm. Um, He also plays Derek on The Good Place. If you watch that, he's a really funny guy. Obviously, Paul Shear, pretty famous. A lot of VH1 talking head stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is all about really shitty, crappy movies and them (laughs) rewatching it. And discussing and literally asking themselves, like, no, seriously, how did this get made? So funny. And so I listened to episode 183, Ladybugs Live, with our favorite person in the world, Patton Oswalt. Oh, love that short yes, little guy. So good. So if you never saw Ladybugs, like I learned today, Amy did not. I've never even heard of it, I don't think. <laughs> this 1992 today. film starred Rodney Dangersfield and Jonathan Brandeis, who dresses up as a boy. So a local girls' soccer team, which is sponsored by Rodney Dangerfield's big wig company, can win matches. So the owner of the company's wife will sleep with him because their sex life does depend on whether or not this weird soccer team wins, but also will be helpful because Rodney Dangerfield needs a promotion at work in his 60s so he can marry his young wife in her 20s who doesn't like her job and would really like to be a lady of leisure. And they were like, how did this get made? That is a convoluted (laughs) ass description. This movie is rated PG-13. But if Mm -hmm. you remember, PG-13 in the 90s, early 90s and 80s, still had a boob here or there. Or Titanic was PG-13 and there were boobies. I mean, and this is like... But those were boobs. Like, in these movies, are sexualized. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a mild difference. Um, Jack was super turned on by Rose's boobies. Of course. However, in this movie, the, like, the plot is terrible. Mm-hmm. There's also no, like, love interest for the kid Jonathan on, like, the girl team that, you know, <laughs> he just is on the team. And when it's done, it's like, Martha is mad. And they're like, oh, weird. Like, it's so bad. And there's weird undertones of, like, pedophilia and like these girls are in weird like these soccer girls are in weird fantasy scenes like in their like in their um bras and underwear Uh but like when you go to imdb they were 16 when they filmed it oh no that's what i mean like these guys were watching it and they're like oh my god it's like a grown man in his 30s i can't feel comfortable watching these this a true 16 year old girl get sexualized like i feel like a pedophile for even watching this there is just like very uncomfortable racism. Like, one of the girls is um, on the team is Chinese, and she's the goalie, and when she blocks them, Ronnie Dangerfield's like, oh, 
Talk about that Great Wall of China. And it's like, dude, oh that's my like the worst. God. It There's be, some wor- worse things in there, no, but like. I was expecting it to be way worse, but no, that's still uncomfortable. You definitely can't say that in 2018. You most certainly cannot. Jack Kay is in it. And Jack Kay. And they were like, Jack Kay is doing the Lord's work by even <laughs> standing next to Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> but like, it's such funny conversation and. It's like, oh my god, I think I feel like I'm out to having drinks with these, like, hilarious uh-huh. people. And it was just so good. And it, it was live. So they had uh-huh. the movie up, and then they'd pause it and talk about a scene and kind of fast forward. But never, you didn't hear the movie being played, really. But they were like, oh god, look at the, oh god, no, I can't look, I can't look. Turn fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> it was so funny. There are a handful of other movies you got to sift through. Because you can't really watch, like, listen unless you've seen the movie. Yes, that's I've seen that podcast before, and I've tried to find a title of a movie I'd seen. When, I I've guess heard. you only see high quality movies then. Yeah, I know. I don't watch <laughs> shit. What can I say? No, but since <laughs> the girl that watches 90 Day Beyonce. <laughs> Proudly. Proudly and watches. Get ready because I'm going to start Love After Lockup this week, and Fuck. I'm sure you'll hear about it on Obsessions next week. Send help. <gasps> so excited. Um, okay, are you ready for me? Yeah. So I listened to, I've listened to a lot of things this week. You know, last week I talked about the Gladiator podcast and I've really been hungry for these like episodic shows lately, which by the way, the dream episode 11 dropped yesterday. You guys, if you are not following the dream, you are missing out. I will say again, Yes. Um, the 11th episode is the last one and it's really good. Um, okay. But I listened this week to a show, which I'm not sure if it's done yet. It's from iHeartRadio, and it's called Happy Face. Mm -hmm. And this is a podcast told from the perspective of the daughter of the Happy Face killer. Her name is Melissa Moore, and the Happy Face killer's name is Keith Hunter Jesperson. This is obviously a true story. So the first few episodes are her talking about what it was like to grow up with him. He was her dad. And she says that he was a great dad for the most part. He had, uh, he was very charming, he was boisterous, but then she filtered in these very dark stories Mm. of, you know, weird things she would do, and he was quite abusive to her mother. Um, They eventually split up, and that's the time that, unbeknownst to his family, um, his occupation was a long road trucker, and so he murdered eight women. He would find women along the way, murder them, dump their bodies out of his truck, And the reason he has the moniker the happy face killer is because he wrote taunting uh, letters to the police and signed them with a happy face. Oh. Yes. Creepy. Really, really creepy. So, like I said, the first few episodes, you get to know her and what her young life was like. Then you really focus on Keith and how he got away with it for so long. And then focuses on the victims. And there is one episode that bleeds into the next. But this one episode, she meets the son of one of the women that he killed. And the two of them, like, forgiving each other and crying together. And, you know, she trying to apologize. And, you know, this guy went through a lot when his mom died. And he, even at one point, he had found out once the the killer was caught. He had found out that he had a daughter and this man was, when he was young, filled with a lot of rage and he threatened to do to her what he had done to Whoa. his mom. But they finally met face to face and like, it's really beautiful. And then where it goes next is her, Melissa as an adult now trying to cope with 
you know, what her father had done still. And so she does a lot of victim outreach work in her real life. Uh But she also has a gigantic fear that deep down inside she's like him. And she doesn't believe that she'll murder anybody. But, like, right now she's in the process of separating from her husband because she just really doesn't feel empathy or compassion very strongly. And she's afraid that she's a psychopath. And it's, it's devastating to her. It is, it's a fascinating podcast, Happy Face. Super recommend Yes, not you know vigorously. I was going to talk about a second one that I actually am not loving right now, but I want to like so bad, but here's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to hold off okay. and listen to the entirety of it and come back with a fully formed opinion. Oh, well, well, tease. Well, well tease, tease on the Tuesday. The podcast is called Sold in America. Yeah. I've listened to four episodes of what currently, currently nine are available. Okay. Um, so if anybody else wants to listen, you know, like, we could chat it later. But I very much recommend Happy Face. Yay. Yes. What if, when you do pop this up in the future, and I go, I've never, I mean, you didn't talk about it before on the show. <laughs> <I'm> sold in America. <laughs> like, I don't. But then what, what are you talking about? What would be even worse is if we came back to this episode and that part was gone. <gasps> Guys, that listen to it funny. now. Download this to your phone. <laughs> I don't want anything to happen to our evidence. Evidence. Oh my God. I could also just delete all of it in the future and really fuck with people. Please don't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I will cry. Well, just that little part. Not the whole episode. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like our entire library. No. <laughs> Amy. Amy. Get okay. it together. All right. Hey, we didn't episode. We didn't announce what episode number this is. I did this in episode fifty-three. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. We have to go. We have to stop this. We have to stop this podcast right now. But what we do remember is we'd love to see you over on our Instagram and Twitter handle at yes. podcast rwd. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Send us a note. How are you? How was your day? Mm-hmm. We would just love to hear from you guys and be friends. We would absolutely love that. We're going to come back next week with episode 54. Correct. Um, uh, But before we do that, we will be, and you should all remember to, be kind. And rewind. Bye, guys. Bye.